Don't fucking dick me. Don't dick me. Don't dick me down. Don't dick me up. Don't dick me left or right. Don't dick. <laughs> hey, Job. Hey, again. Going off of some, like, literally what we talked about in last week's opening. Uh-huh. The Game of Thrones panel happened. Yeah, and they didn't show up. Right. What happened on D&D it? D&D didn't show up. Um, a couple of the actors dropped, too. I don't know who did. I know that I'm pretty sure Kit Harrington and uh, Amelia Clark aren't there for it. I don't know if they were supposed to be, but that's two really big names that just aren't present for the whole thing. Right. Uh, so anyway, I want to talk about what happened at it, which is nothing. Nothing happened at it. Great. At all. Oh my god, I'm you so a, glad. You got a couple quotes from actors that are very uh, dismissive of the whole thing, the whole negative reaction to the entire season. Nicolaj Coster Waldo, or Walde, Walde, when it comes to an end, it's going to piss you off no matter what, he said. Liam Cunningham said, it's not arriving at the end, that's the point, it's the journey. The quote that I see most people talking about is Conleth Hill, who played Varys, which it's surprising to hear him defend this at all, because he seemed to be very against the decisions to, to his character in this season, at least in a footage that has been floating around. You look at right. the amount of people that are here, and we're here to thank you for watching us all those years, he said to the hall at the event. This is the reality rather than a media-led hate campaign. I don't like this uh, sentiment uh, at all. No, no, um, not even fucking close. That is off. Looking at just the reviews for Game of Thrones final season, it is negative. However, if yeah. you look at fan response, it's also overwhelmingly negative. <laughs> There's right. not really a reality where it isn't negative. Yeah. You can't just pretend it doesn't exist and say fake news. That's stupid. They didn't acknowledge it whatsoever. And even though it was billed as a Q&A panel, they did not take questions from the audience. They had oh. pre-designed questions to ask the people at the panel oh my ahead God. of time. Of course they did. So it's a huge waste of time. But then what happens after is quite funny. Following it immediately is the panel for Preacher. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen's at that panel. He literally just jokes and says the showrunners for Game of Thrones didn't show up to their panel. So if you guys have any questions for me about Game of Thrones, I'll answer them, he says. <laughs> then, like, someone asks him, do you think the finale... Because this is Preacher's final season, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, someone asked him, do you think the finale of Preacher will be better than the finale of Game of Thrones? And he said, well, I mean... I'm here. <laughs> so that should tell you something about it. Damn. So he just took the opportunity to dunk on them, which is quite funny. Uh, it's just, like, so cowardly <laughs> that they just can't be uh, Scheduling. Can't be bothered to be held accountable for their bad decisions that they're being Scheduling correctly conflict. for. I don't think, you know, usually when writers make bad shit, they, like, hunker down for a little bit, and then later they'll come out and talk about how bad it was. Yeah. These guys won't do it. I don't think they're ever, they'll ever do it. No, I don't think so. I think they thought that they were good for most of the entire run of the show. They thought they were, you know, I mean, they were being praised I mean, for they, the majority of the show. That's because they had a book to adapt. Yeah. Once they ran out of books to adapt, they were fucked. There's a really good, uh, I have this image here. 
It's uh, the two lads. I'll just read it off for you. It's a picture of D&D. And it said, uh, in, in regards to the finale, they said, we hope it's a Breaking Bad situation where people are debating whether it's an A or an A+. Plus. And then, and then immediately below it is the Rotten Tomatoes score, which is a forty-eight percent for the final episode Oof. of Game of Thrones, Oof. and then the IMDb score, which is a uh, four. Oh, <laughs> so um. Oh wow! I didn't know that was a four. Holy shit! Yeah. So that also goes to show that the reaction is overwhelmingly negative on both sides. You can't cry fake news when the news ain't fake. Yeah. Acknowledge the mistakes and move on. Just be like, yeah, well, we wish it went differently. You know, there's ways to go about it without sounding like a Trump supporter. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> weird, weird call on their on that on his behalf. Varus man. Don't know what he was thinking. Anyway, I want to talk about that. And then now uh, I'm going to officially say we are done talking about Game of Thrones. Good. Until it's relevant again. Fuck. It better not be relevant for a long time because apparently George R. R. Martin said he has way less pressure now to finish the books now that the show is done. So we may never talk about Game of Thrones again because I don't think those books are coming out even more than I already thought. Aren't there like spinoffs coming out? Coming out. Yes. So maybe when those come out, we'll start talking about them. <laughs> but uh, as of right now, no, no, no facts are known about those spinoff series other than the fact that there's probably going to be more than one. Great. We'll see when it happens. Great, great. Until then, I'm done talking about Game of Thrones. Me too. Bury the hole, put it in. Bury the fill hole. Fill the hole. Dig the hole. <laughs> Bury the show. Yeah. Fill hole mm-hmm. with dirt. Yes. Gasoline. Uh-huh. Light fire. Burn hole. Run. Hole gone. Run fast. Yep. Run really fast. Like the townspeople had to do from Daenerys. Uh, yeah, they didn't make it very far. But see, you're burning it instead. They also got burned by the dragon who killed them. Right. How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? Welcome to the show. What show, may uh, you ask? The, the Gen and Jub show. Y- you may ask. What show is this? It's the Gen and Jub show. I knew this answer. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. You tried to blurt it out. Don't fucking kill my vibe, you piece of shit. Well, why are you asking unnecessary questions? Today I'm no, joined the by... the title of the show, they clicked on it. That's Gen. Hey, I'm Gen. And I'm Jub, and I'm rather upset. I don't know why. He's ruining my gimmick. Your gimmick sucks. Get I don't, a new gimmick. I don't like you. I, I've told him this the second time. I've told him they don't like him very much. I, I think it's been more than that. To be fair, it's usually just more today. Than that. Just today. I know. Just today I know. It's twice. usually four or five times. Well, well, we got a lot of time. We got an hour and a half, about roughly. Yeah, and then you got to go to bed because you're stupid. To to, to me, say I don't like you very much. Ooh, a lot of time. Ooh, I have responsibilities in a job. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. We gotta watch Jurassic Park 2, you fucking slacker. Oh, God. Come on. Kind of wish it didn't. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Yeah. For now, let's get into some fucking news! 
Is this the job report? <laughs> What's this shit? <laughs> no, it's the fucking news. What's the news? You got news? You had news. We're talking about San Diego Comic-Con, bud. Oh, okay, let's do that. Sure. I was going to talk about games and shit, too, man, if you want to do that. But, you know, fuck you. Apparently, games don't exist. Nope, news first. All right, fine. I uh, said, and it will be so. Look, let's talk about the movie that's <laughs> on everyone's minds. Yes. And that's Cats. Ah, yes, very much. We'll probably talk about that. The, yes, the trailer for the Cats no, play to film adaptation was mm-hmm. just uh, released. From that one guy who did the Les Mis one. Uh, I forget his name. Yeah. I don't care. And what? He did Les Mis. Yeah. And uh, something else. That's my actual trailer. What? Yeah, that trailer, great. Loved it. It's great. I kind of want to see it. You know, I do too, but not for any reason that I think. I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be like really fucking. No, no, bad, it's going to be a fucking train really wreck. Really off-putting. A nightmare brought to life for the screen. I, but you know, it's at least something unique. It really is. I haven't seen any much of anything that looks like it. It's some weird ass shit. Yeah, I, I'm interested in it for some reason. I can't point why. <laughs> It it looks dumb. Yeah, you said like you said it looks unique. Which okay, okay, I guess. But like, I don't know why people are being so blindsided sided by it because like I, I've seen Cats is one of the few musicals that has had a DVD release. Yeah, have you seen Cats? Um, so I've at least seen parts of Cats. I've seen Cats when I was growing up. They would show the uh, call this number now to order commercial yeah. for uh-huh. Cats all the goddamn time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I've seen you know recordings of songs and stuff just because like it looks like the musical except a weird crazy nightmare cgi human version of it which is bizarre i've seen cats <laughs> yeah and it is how is it Josie? something yeah it yeah. is nonsense actually is the best way i could describe it it's well it's fucking nonsense, dude. From what I can tell, much like uh, this man's previous attempts to turn musicals into films, it, it's going to have an attempt at a narrative. Yes. Which I don't think Cats has. <coughs> oh, absolutely not. I, don't, I think it's just a bunch of interconnected ideas. The only thing that's similar is the characters are cats that are singing the songs, right? Great. But, like, when you got a musical, you're watching people on a stage, so they're a relative size to you in your brain when you're watching it. The the major difference here is that these are clearly small beings because they're cats. But they're human cats. But they're cats. Right, they're human cats. What we call that is a furry. Uh-huh. Do you know how much furries like cats? <laughs> I don't know if they do. No, they didn't. Um they like this one though. What's interesting about that though, Jusby, is we're gonna get a unique situation here that happens in fandoms which I guess I'm going to call furries a fandom. Eh, yeah, sure. It, uh, does, it doesn't happen very often. Well, maybe it happens now more often than ever with the the resurgence of just, like, make it again uh, franchise fatigue. Right. But, uh, you know, you got, like, your Star Trek fans that are, like, they really like the new stuff. And then you got your Star Trek fans that, like, are old school and they hate the new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they're both Star Trek fans. So they have some overlapping ideals, but for the most part, they fucking hate each other. This is my prediction for the furries that are created by the Cats movie versus the furries that have been here already. They're going to go to war. (laughs) 
the old furries are gonna resent the new furries for just getting into the fandom because it's new and trendy. All right, hold on. You know what I mean? I feel like we have. We're gonna get a furry war, is what I'm saying. I feel feel like we need to phone a friend on this one. Okay. So I'm going to call in. Uh huh. Resident furry. Yes. Tom. Okay. My good friend Tom, who good is a furry, call, dude. And I'm going to ask him if there is going to be a furry culture war over the new Cats movie. Okay. I really hope he answers because this is good. <laughs> I, I need to know. I'm really curious. Please pick up the phone, Tom. I'm just predicting this. I don't know if it'll happen. He might be in the middle of like an online game, and, and thus he'll call me back later, and then we'll just have to cut off whatever we're doing and get the answer. Because That's perfectly fine, and it is worth doing. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fine. Well, you know, he might not think there is. And I don't have any professional opinion in this matter, because I am not a furry. I think. No, you're we'll not. We'll see a furry. once I see cats. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe its mystical nature will overwhelm me, and I'll just really, 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 really be turned on by the Taylor Swift cat. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. man. I don't know, man. It's problematic, and the internet's being weird about it right now. A lot of people are thirsty over Idris Elba detective cat, man. I don't know what the fuck this movie even is. We'll see. Uh, this is some weird shit. I'm way more excited about it than I was when I first talked about it when we had that episode with your brother where we talked about all the movies that are coming out. This is like the opposite kind of reaction to like I had to like the Sonic trailer where like the Sonic trailer looked like nightmarish, terrible CGI that made me want to die. But because I like Sonic and recognize that it could have potential... I don't think it'll be good, but I recognize that it can. Uh, maybe more in video game form. I, I hated it, and I'm glad that they're changing it. This, I want it to look as stupid as fucking possible for my own enjoyment. It's the opposite reaction. <laughs> but maybe that's because I don't like cats, or maybe it's because, you know, maybe people who do like cats feel the same way, because cats is, uh you know, just stupid and fun. We'll find out in December. Yeah, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> you going to go see it on Christmas? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck Star Wars. I think my I it's think time for cats. my mother actually I think likes cats, if I remember correctly. I will t- take her to go see it on Christmas Day. Why not? What if it's a huge success and we get cats knockoff movies? Oh fuck. What I if can't Disney wait. Disney tries to get on the action and Oh they, my god. They do a live action remake of the Aristocats. Holy fuck. But I'm, it looks like how the cats look in cats. You get, you I'm get in. all the songs from that one. Everybody wants to be a cat. That's going to be lit. I can't wait for that. Disney, get on it. Actually, you probably already have. Because you're going to remake every fucking movie you've ever made in live action. So it's coming. I know it is. Yeah. You I should can't remake wait. Song of the South and make it not racist this time. I bet you can do it. I bet you can. I wouldn't touch that one. I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Zippity doo dah. Zippity yikes, dude. <laughs> I'm going to title the episode Zippity Yikes, dude. <laughs> Furry war. With like That's three. Yeah. We'll find out at some point during this show. From our resident expert furry, if there will be a furry culture war over cats, if that not, is coming. We'll, if not, we'll ask him and get back to you in the in the next. I will make uh, sure he answers the phone before this episode's <laughs> over. Anyway, fuck all that. Comic Con also had a couple more announcements that I, that um that I think we care about. Yes, Halloween recently had a pretty fucking solid reboot sequel. I liked it. Yeah. We uh, both went on record saying we liked it quite a bit. You can go back and listen to, like, I think, what the fuck, episode 10? 
It's the Halloween. It's the one with Halloween in the title. Or maybe it's one of the ones with Halloween in the title. It's like three of them. <laughs> it's not Boo Medea Halloween Resurrection. I know that. That should be obvious what we talk about in that. Anyway, there. Uh, so even though that movie was kind of advertised and billed as literally like one of the taglines, like one of the things they said about it was the final confrontation between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. Yeah, but it made it's money. It's not. Because it made a lot of money. And they're making two more. And though that'll be the final confrontation. It won't. Well, the titles kind of seem to suggest that it won't It won't be, no matter what the title says, but this is where I'll stop caring about the franchise. Because now they've got me to care about it again, and I'm in for the next two, but after that, I'm out. But we'll still watch them, because fuck it. But We're I just don't care about them. We're in the hole. Halloween Kills is the next one that's coming out 20... 20, I believe. Yes, yes. In October, of course. Right. And then the following year, immediately, I'm I'm assuming they're going to film these back-to-back to to do this, 2021, is Halloween Ends. Oh, wait, uh, he's calling back. Hopefully it will. Oh, dude. Let's see. Let's see, dude. Justin. Hey, Tom, you're on the Get and Jump show. How you doing? Oh, hi, Justin. How's the Get and Jump show? Oh, good, good. I just have one question I need to ask you, and it pertains to stuff we're talking about here. Don't worry about the context. I need a yes or no answer. (laughs) Okay. Will there be a furry culture war over the new Cats movie? Yes. Good. Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate it. You have a good night. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Thanks, bud. No. Yep. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> there you go. There's there's your expert. <laughs> Insightful knowledge. Insightful knowledge. All right. Is everything okay, Justin? I'm very loud, and I didn't realize that until just now. Do you see how loud I was back there? Yeah, dude. I turned it down a little bit. I'm better now. Well, you can figure it out. I have, I have compression set. I'll fix All it. Right. I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Anyway. Halloween. Yes, back to that. Are you excited or not? Yes. I yeah, think you know I what? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll give this second one a chance. It's I'll watch both uh, of them anyway. Yeah. But. Confirm same team. Director David Gordon Green, written by him and Danny McBride, I'm pretty sure. And I'm I'm I think most of the cast is returning. The only one they've actually said is returning is Jamie Lee Curtis. I hope they get everybody back because that actually had a pretty solid cast. I liked the newer oh, yeah, characters absolutely. as well. Yeah, I like them too. I thought they were really good. So I hope that um they keep it semi realistic because that was one of the key strikes of that movie because the, the few other Halloween sequels just threw that out the window. No, they went like all supernatural um, shit. I don't want the supernatural shit. I don't want the death cult. I don't want the fucking transference of evil shit. I, I don't want the thorn cult. I don't want any of that shit. I just want Mike Myers torturing people. Yeah, I just want him murdering people. Yeah. And he's just a guy. He's just right. a killer. Now, they'll have to explain how he didn't get burned alive. How'd he get burned? But, I don't know. I would actually prefer if they actually show him disfigured. Yeah. And then, like, he actually got injured, but he's just a psychopath, so he's just still going. I, I would like that a lot, actually. Gimme. Yeah, dude. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and then uh, lots of movies got announced. Especially Marvel ones. That I guess we'll talk about now. Yeah. Um, and series, too. Speaking of which, uh, you saw Spider-Man. Yes, I did. I saw Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home is Very good movie. excellent. Yeah. Excellent movie. It proves that the MCU, uh, you know, I was very nervous about whatever the fuck was going to follow Endgame. Because Endgame is so beyond good. <laughs> and I was just, like, worried that, like, their next one out of the out of the gate was going to be disappointing. 
Uh, they've done it before. You mean like right after Infinity War, how we got Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes. Yes, this is what I mean. When you follow up Avengers with Iron Man 3... I liked Iron, Iron Man 3. 3's good, but you're still Iron setting Man. yourself up for disappointment. I liked Iron Man 3 a lot. Whether you're trying to or not. It might be the best Iron Man movie. It might be, but it's not. It's Iron Man 1. That's the best Iron Man movie. Yeah, so, sure. Good job. It's definitely better than Iron Man 2. <laughs> Anywho, shout-outs to that movie. I don't think we have to talk about spoilers, but... No, no, just... just go see that movie. It's great. Yeah, if you haven't, go see it. Even if you like, you don't like Spider-Man that much. It's a really good movie. If you're a fan of the Spider-Man villain Mysterio... Oh, you'll love it. It's good shit, dude. As am I. I've changed my entire <laughs> Twitter profile to be Mysterio meme, basically. And I don't know when I'll change that, but it's fun. Mysterio gang, let's go. Magical yeah. Mysterials. Whoa. All right. Remember when you. he get big? Yeah, you get real big, do big he, thing. He turn big. Whoa. Whoa. Anywho, what you want, dude? All right, pull up that list of uh, oh, I got Marvel it. Phase 5. I got it saved. You know I'm on that shit. It's not phase five. You're getting ahead of yourself. Phase four. Phase four. That's what I meant. The interesting thing about this phase is that all the other ones have been around five years, and this one is two, which leads me to believe that this... It it can go either one of two ways. One, there's more projects, because there's a a lot of projects here. There's more projects, so the phases are going to be shorter now, or this is a filler phase... To introduce some new concepts to you before Phase 5 happens and throws, we can only assume, Fantastic Four and X-Men at you. Yeah. Uh, making things a little more complicated. So maybe this is a filler gap in between that of stuff that they already had in the pipeline before they get into Phase 5 proper and start setting up whatever the next big event will be. Because you know they have something planned. Whatever, whether it's Avengers or not. Whatever the next Thanos-level thing that happens is. They're going to do something. Nothing like that here, though. First thing coming out is Black Widow. The movies have dates. The TV shows just have uh, vague seasons. May 1st, 2020. I personally am not that excited about this one. No, me neither, because it's going to not pertain to anything and she's dead. So It is taking place after Civil War, before Infinity War. Yeah, that's so therefore, weird. I... It's it's gonna have the problem that Ant Man and the Wasp did, just by default. Before it had other problems too, of just not mattering in the universe. Yeah. Now there's a chance that it might set up a second Black Widow to appear in future movies, and this might be like the real swan song for her character after obviously dying in Endgame. But I don't know if I care. Yeah, I don't. And we'll I really see. don't care to see Scarlett Johansson again because I'm like sick of her. Especially we'll, after she was like, hey, I can play anything. I we'll can play a see. tree, even. We'll see. I, I'm going to go watch it, of course, because, of course, we're all going to go watch well, it. Well, it's a Marvel movie. But I'm going to tell you what, out of the entire list of everything here, that's the one I'm the least excited about. I would have to agree with you. That is the one I'm least excited for. I am excited that Taskmaster is the villain, and I hope that that's at least cool. He might end up carrying that movie if it's played well. It's very true. I'm not a big fan of his costume. There's some leaked concept art, and uh, I really wanted them to embrace the fact that he has a skull mask, and it seems like they're trying trying to tread lightly on that skull mask. Oh, I just want him to have a skull, skull mask. mask dude. Yeah, just give it to him. <coughs> However, that's only one ingredient of what makes Taskmaster cool. The coolest thing about Taskmaster is his powers, which Everybody is else's powers. photographic 
reflexes, right? Which means he can do everybody's fighting styles, right? And he has a shield, so it's he. They're probably just going to straight up say that he watched Captain America fight. He knows how to fight like Captain America. He's going to fight like Black Widow can fight. He's going to fight like Hawkeye can fight. All that shit should be fun. And that'll make him an intimidating villain, because what do you do against that? But not, like, one that's so intimidating that it's, like, Thanos or something, you know? Like, he's still, right, like, a guy. it has to be contained he's still enough. still, like, a guy. Right. So that could be cool. The next one is in fall of 2020, but I assume before Eternals comes out, because they have it spaced out this way, uh, is the TV show for Disney+, Plus or miniseries, I guess, would be a better way to call these Yeah, probably. Things. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah! I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, this could be um, awesome. They're bringing back Zemo from Civil War, who uh, one of the complaints about him was that he was, you know, not like the comic book villain, but apparently he's going to be like the comic villain this time. I'm excited for that because I like Baron Zemo. He's got a cool look. I like that he's a purple ski mask wearing fuck. Right. Um, I really want that. Um, and I also am really excited to see Anthony Mackie as Captain America. It's still called the Falcon and... Winter Soldier, but he's going to be Captain America. He's going to have the shield. They've updated the logo to have the shield in it. So that's happening. Probably yeah. before the end of the miniseries and then set up something in the future. And I'm excited for that. That's going to be some cool shit. It's, it's probably, a big part of that series is probably going to be him like transitioning and accepting becoming Captain America. Yeah, I'd have to assume. He'd probably start off still as the Falcon, but he has the shield. I wonder what they're going to do with Bucky for the rest of the MCU, because uh, be the the big the the long standing rumor was that he was going to be Cap, and then that role went to Falcon instead, which I'm totally fine with. It was dope, but uh, I mean, what does he, he get to do? He has big metal arms. This is true. He can fight. But like one of the things I like in the comics after he did his role as Captain America, I don't really feel like there's been a lot from Winter Soldier. At least that has piqued my interest in the comics. So hopefully he doesn't just get sidelined yeah, we'll by see. not being Captain America. <coughs> anyway. You like the new Black... I guarantee the two of them are going to be like the new Black Widow and Hawkeye, where they're just going to pop up in the Avengers movies after this miniseries. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Eternals is the next one on November 6th, 2020. This is a weird yes, one, but interesting. that actually excites me that they're like going so D-list that they're doing the Eternals. The characters themselves are important to the lore, but no one knows the Eternals at all. Right. Including me, and I'm a nerd for this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I do, I've looked into it, and uh, they're Jack Kirby creations. Yep. But late Jack Kirby creations, like, you know, obviously he famously worked for Marvel and created, like, basically everyone with Stan Lee. Right. Then fucked off because he, you know, obviously thought he did more and he wasn't being respected or paid enough for his vision so he goes to dc he makes the new gods and all that stuff which is also getting a movie soon so that makes me kind of think that's why they fast-tracked eternals a little bit because they're very similar because then he comes back to marvel eventually and he does this <coughs> they're godlike beings that's what jack kirby likes to create right there's a famous run of them by Neil Gaiman I'm gonna read soon oh shit yeah uh, I love Neil Gaiman so yeah, he's amazing probably pretty solid I don't really know what their role is but I guess they created the Celestials after they say they created their own reason <laughs> they created the Celestials who I guess either represent or created the infinity gems so they're really integral in 
that whole part of the lore. So we'll see what they're coming back into the picture for now that the Infinity Gems are gone. So you're saying that so we'll see they created they created yeah they created uh-huh they created my own prison. I hate you but by Creed. But that's that's man, you really wanted to say that, didn't you? And I say, oh, yeah, <laughs> I created. <laughs> it, I want to die. They're gonna use that song. <clears throat> I really fucking hope not, because I won't go. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> I'm actually reasonably excited for it, though. Next up on the I slate, weird shit. Yeah. we're going to 2021, where all the rest of these uh, releases lie. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, holy shit. Uh. It's been rumored that they're going to do Shang-Chi for a while. Um, I'm glad that we got confirmation. The guy's name playing him is, uh, I think, Simu Liu. I could be wrong about the pronunciation. I hope I'm not. Uh, he famously had a tweet that he responded to recently, like, from 2014, where he was like, Hey, Marvel, I want to play Shang-Chi. <laughs> and then he responded, like, now. And he was like, well, shit, because he's playing <laughs> Shang-Chi. <laughs> I hope this is great for representation for Asian Americans, and it's going to be neat to see what they do with this wing of Marvel, which they've kind of fucked up in the past with Iron Fist. But that was Marvel Netflix, and that was decidedly a different team. Obviously, they care way more now about the TV shows they're making since they're part of the phase itself and seem to be more ingrained in the lore and the story than they were previously. Like, the Netflix stuff existed decidedly in its own corner, and there was no... next to no crossover with yeah, the movies. right. Uh, and I never liked that. It always felt like they were second banana to the movies. So I'm glad that that's not how things are going moving forward. So Iron Fist has been forgotten, thank God, because apparently it was shit. It was. Um, I didn't even try to watch it. I it watched so shit. four episodes, I think. <sighs> didn't like it. Oof. And I like Iron Fist. Yeah, there's a really good Matt Fraction comic. Yeah, the Immortal Iron Fist is very good. Yeah. and uh, So it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping that we get some great fight scenes and shit out of this, because uh, yeah, Shang-Chi's really... pretty fucking badass. Right. Yeah, guys, I really like Matt Fraction, and that's going to be important pretty soon. Yeah, but, we'll uh, get to that in a minute. Yeah. No, I'm very excited for Shang-Chi. Like, the thing I, I will say that I like the most about what's been announced so far is this is the, we got, like, some really... Just interesting shit. Some different interesting shit. Yeah, and also like characters that no one really knows about or talks about. But Marvel is actually really good at taking those characters and making something look at the amazing with them. Well, actually look at everything. If you go back to before... I don't give a shit about Iron Man. No, no one did. If you go back to before all this happened, the Marvel characters that people knew the most were the X-Men and Spider-Man. And that's it. Yeah. No one cared about the Avengers. Some yeah, like once you start getting into Marvel, you know who they are right away. I'd say they were like B list at the time. You know what I mean? Now everyone knows. Now Iron Man is just as much of a household name as any other fucking superhero ever. Yeah. And that's going to continue to happen because now everybody knows who Groot is, and that's fucking insane. I love it. I hope it continues to happen. As long as they as long as they continue to pump out good material, it will. Next up in spring twenty twenty one is WandaVision, which is a terrible title, and I hate it. It should have just been called Scarlet Witch and Vision or something. Like, I don't really care. WandaVision is? is a dumb title. Is that what this is? Yeah. I didn't check. Oh. Yeah, it's Scarlet Witch and Vision. Uh, we don't really know how that's going to happen yet, but it is confirmed to take place after Endgame. So, obviously, Vision is dead. 
So how does he come back? Probably some shenanigans with Scarlet Witch. We don't really know. Uh, this is apparently going to tie in directly to the next movie that comes out. Uh, because Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is a great title. Love that title. Yeah, it's fun. It's really B-movie. I love it. <laughs> this is a sequel to Doctor Strange from the same director, Scott Derrickson, who famously before Doctor Strange did uh, Sinister, I think. Yes. So he likes horror. He's a horror movie guy. He has said that this will be the first scary MCU film. Now, I don't know how far they'll take that. I doubt very far. Not like... Because this is still going to be designed to have mass appeal. But I hope it goes somewhat fucked up. It'd be neat. Well, they get to fuck with multiverses. The Mm -hmm. the possibilities really open up. And then they could do all kinds of crazy shit. The early rumor is that the villain is going to be Nightmare. I'm not saying this from any confirmation. That's like the... The rumor. I don't know if you know much about Nightmare. I but, do, uh, yes. It's literally what it sounds like. Right, It's right. like being who give you Nightmare. Uh-oh. That'd be fun. And then a spooky guy. Stuff happens. Ooh, big spook. Ooh, big spook. So apparently Scarlet Witch is going to be in that, and it's been confirmed to be like actually a pretty sizable role. It's not like Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok. It's bigger than that. It's more like Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. We're like, ah, okay. Hulk's not the main character, but he's clearly a huge part of that movie. So hope, and that's apparently going to like, come right after WandaVision so it's going to tie right in it's going to be like an ongoing arc for her we'll see what they do with Scarlet Witch I'm actually really curious because there's things they can do and things they might think about doing that uh, will be pretty interesting for one thing Scarlet Witch is a character who due to rights when they first introduced her they had the rights to Scarlet Witch but not the rights to mutants so they couldn't make her a mutant because really, she's a mutant. They never really said what she was, right? They kind of alluded to it in... Her powers came from an Infinity Stone. They said Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monocle right. Man in Age of Ultron. That's right, that's right. With, uh, like, whatever. It was very not thought out very well, their origins, because it didn't really matter. They just wanted to introduce the characters, which is fine. But now that we're getting into the fact that Marvel does own X-Men again, maybe they can introduce another layer to her history... Or maybe with her reality-altering powers, we can get the existence of mutants that way. Maybe like something happens in the series where she accidentally creates mutants. Maybe uh, something happened in the comics where she accidentally undid mutants. So maybe it'll be the opposite. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, apparently, her powers can go that far. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, she's definitely seemed weaker in the MCU than she is. They kind of the had comics. to. Well, yeah, but that could change. So like, we'll see. Like they introduced Captain Marvel, but they have the excuse where Captain Marvel can just go off world. Yes. Where with her, it's a little harder. Mm-hmm. The next one is a Loki TV show in spring 2021 as well. God, that logo is horrendous. The dude. logo is horrendous. I'm wondering why it looks like this. I understand what they're going for. I think it's it's going to be about multiple universes. So yeah. each letter probably represents a different one. As it stands now, I think the logo looks like shit. And it's not really gonna... You don't need the logo to look good. People are gonna go see it because it's Loki. So, like, who cares? This is apparently gonna go off of his appearance in Endgame, which was him in an alternate timeline after Avengers, where he escapes. Uh, We'll see what they do with that. I don't know. After that is uh, Summer 2021 What If. This is actually the one I'm looking forward to the most of all of these. Yes, same. Well... Maybe. Well, it could mm. be shit. It's true. It's an animated show. 
Um, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it has to be because literally like all the actors are returning and that would be like the most expensive show of all time to make. Uh, so they're just using their voices. Um, so they're just using their voices and making it animated. And it's going to be literally like a anthology series of what if scenarios. Like, um, I- I'm not sure. I think one of them was confirmed to be what if Agent Carter became Captain America instead. They got Michael B. Jordan coming back. So maybe they'll do a what if Killmonger didn't die and remained Black Panther and stuff like that. Josh Brolin's coming back. They'll do something with Thanos. There's literally infinite possibilities, no pun intended, uh, for them to make episodes out of this. So I hope this one isn't a one-off, actually. I hope they continue to do this one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Hopefully it's a hit. I don't know. If it hits well, yeah. Yeah. They get the numbers they want. They'll keep doing it because, like I said, like you were saying, like this this doesn't have to just be like a planned off part storyline series this is the only one that's kind of off from it it's apparently narrated probably in a i have to assume twilight zone manner by the watcher and he's going to be voiced by uh damn it i forget his name well he's bernard in westworld love that guy okay he's great i forget the actor's name though sorry actor (laughs) sorry actor man (laughs) next tv show fall 2021 hawkeye yep and you know what that logo is Oh, yeah, the logo is straight up the faction, the Fraction Hawkeye logo. All right. This is like Jusby's favorite comic series. This is my favorite. All right, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye Run is my favorite comic series of all time, hands down. Okay. Right? I, I, I like it more than anything else I've ever read in the comic format. That's pretty good. I'm concerned, but cautiously It's not going to be a one-to-one adaptation at all. It's going to be a pick-and-choose parts of it and then pick-and-choose parts of other things. They better have an episode told from the dog's perspective. That would be the shit. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Why not? Oh, that'd be so good. I really want that so bad. I would love there to be uh, unique shit like that. It's one of the best comics. That's one of the best single issues of comics that Matt Fraction's ever written. It's one of the best single comic issues in history. That's one of my absolute favorites. It's so good. We'll see what they do. It's at least confirmed that they're going to introduce Kate Bishop, who is the second Hawkeye, female Hawkeye. Yeah. They both coexist in the comics, but... From I, from what I'm going to guess, she's going to probably more realistically take the place of Clint Barton in this. Yeah, probably. Because much like all the other Avengers from the first phase of Marvel, they're getting phased out slowly but surely. But not all of them. Some of them I think are going to stick around. I think Thor's probably going to stick around for a while. I bet. Probably Hulk as well. Speaking of Thor, the last thing on the slate, probably the last Phase 4 movie until we get confirmation because uh, something that's not here is Spider-Man. And Spider-Man has had a movie every two years for a while. So, given that there might be a Spider-Man movie in 2021, we don't know yet. Yeah, Spider-Man is very interesting where it takes place. It technically is on release schedule outside of Marvel's release schedule. Yeah, that's a Sony Sony announcement. That's not a Marvel announcement. Right. Which is strange. I think they kind of like half coordinate it with them. Yeah. And then that's it. I have theories for that, but we can get to them at another time. Uh, Because we got other stuff to talk about today anyway. Thor Love and Thunder... November yes. 5th, 2021. This is a crazy, weird announcement because Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok and all-around great person, um, was recently attached to make Akira, live-action Akira. Yes. And then that got put on hold, and then it was confirmed he was making Thor 4 instead, and then this announcement happened, pretty much all in the span of a week. Yeah. So he had to have been talking to Marvel before that as well. I'm sure. Because this, the ideas that they show us kind of speak to the fact that they've been talking about planning this for a long time. And certainly 
They always do. Like, it had to have been like that. So the big thing is they bring out Natalie Portman, who uh, has been absent since Thor 2. She had a cameo in Endgame. But it was basically just assumed that she was done with the MCU. She didn't like it. And after being in Thor 2, I can't really blame her. Right. But maybe she's going back in it now that it's become this big, critically acclaimed, like, highest grossing movie in the world franchise. And she's going to be the girl Thor. It's interesting. Uh, Mighty Thor is the name that they usually give that version of Thor. Right. Uh, for a time in the comics, they just called her Thor, which is how I'd prefer it, actually. And fuck you. It's just Thor. Right. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know if it's going to be a... She's replacing Chris Hemsworth's Thor, or if they're going to exist side by side. I don't think Chris Hemsworth is as done with the character as other initial I doubt it because his character just got revitalized. Yes. yes his character just finally so. got good a few I years ago. I want Chris Hemsworth to stay in the MCU really badly because he's great. I feel like he's going to end up in the Guardians movies. And that's just going to be his thing. It is possible, but uh, we'll see how they structure this and how they decide to go about this. Will the Guardians be in this? God, I hope so. Will Thor, like, I'm sorry, will Hulk be in this? Because I don't see Hulk being mentioned anywhere in this whole slate. And he's a character that they only have show up in other movies. They're not going to make a Hulk movie because of the rights issues with Universal. But you got to assume they have something for Mark Ruffalo to do at some point. They'll um, probably keep it a surprise. He was such so. a big part of Thor 3 that it's probably okay to assume that he might be in Thor 4, but there's no confirmation of that. Uh, we'll see how they go about it. I'm very excited about that one. That's probably my number two most excited one. Yes, yeah, But, same. like, the idea of what if is so good. And I'm also really intrigued by that Doctor Strange 2. So, oh, and then there are other announcements are make, are better than all of these, actually. Because uh, they announced that Fantastic Four and X-Men are coming in Phase 5. Apparently, Feige, Kevin Feige, uh, considered revealing all of Phase 5 as well, but decided not to. Uh, I think the reason being, when they revealed all of Phase 3, which was like five years of stuff, certain things got jumbled around and canceled. Yeah. So, probably a good idea to only reveal like two years worth of shit, because hopefully that is in place enough that it won't change. Like the Inhumans movie and stuff like that did. Yeah. But we're getting Blade with Mahashira Ali. Yes. And uh, yes. that is the goddamn shit, dude. I am so excited that for that. That is straight up the best casting decision I've ever seen in my life. It apparently happened like very much like he won the Oscar and then went to Marvel <laughs> and then said, I'm going to be Blade. And they were like, all right. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so... That's a power move. I don't care. That Good for the, him. Like, who the fuck's going to say no to that? No one. Can't. He needs to do that. Yeah. That's meant to be. That's perfect. And also, we can get a good Blade movie. Do you there, understand how crazy there that is? is? There are two good Blade movies, Genhart. Yes, but they're really fucking old and dated. Yeah. I want a good one now. Sure, yeah. Okay, like, those are fine, but like a lot of older comic book movies they haven't aged as well as they could have yeah I blade agree. is very cheesy blade 2 is very cheesy and blade 3 sucks we don't talk about blade 3 really bad <laughs> maybe we will eventually because now i really want to rewatch all the blade movies and we do have a show 
which is this show where we watch where films we watch series. franchises after we'll, spinning it'll get on the wheel. The, it'll get on the wheel. I'm putting Blade on there. Uh, so that I'm very excited for that, and also the fact that we're getting into vampires, so we can start getting into the weird supernatural wing of Marvel. Moon Knight when? Uh, Moon Knight now, please do Moon Knight already. Moon could Knight's be, great. Moon Knight could be a Disney Plus show, Phase Five. Let's I go. would really fucking hope so. I'm also holding out hope that we get a. Uh, or no, there was an announcement. This is like a Hulu thing, though, because uh, I guess they're doing other MCU shows elsewhere, too. I think we're getting a Ghost Rider show. Oh. <clears throat> at Hulu and also... Uh, Nick Cage? Hellstorm. Uh, no, it's not going to be Nick Cage. Oh, come on. I really want him to be in the MCU somewhere. I actually want him to be Ghost Rider. I don't. It's I, funny. Nick Cage needs to be a really ridiculous character in order for it to work. But I don't know who that is. Howard the Duck. No. <laughs> I doubt these are canon, but those uh, other Marvel animated shows are, are going to have Howard the Duck in it for Hulu. Oh, okay. I yeah. forget when those are going to start coming out. Uh, I think Kevin Smith's attached to uh, that. Oh. I think. Oh, okay. I where they all are, but one of them's one of them's Modoc. So that's how that's going. We're getting a Modoc show. That's it's, hype. That's weird shit, dude. Really weird. This is where we're at now. This is where we're at. Yeah. They gotten all the like the recognizable shit out of the way, even remotely. Yeah, so now, now we got, can, now we're making a Morbius movie just because who gives a fuck? Who's gonna stop us? Yeah, that's a dumb idea. By it's the great, way. dumb idea. Someone needs to put Jared Leto in prison. I don't know if he's done anything wrong, but I would just prefer it to be that way. Just keep him in there. He's kind of done some wrong stuff. We can talk about that if we don't want to. That's fine. I, I just mean so he it. does so he doesn't have to show up in the DC universe or anything else again. Yeah. Just hope. And I definitely don't want him to be in, uh in a movie about Morbius for <laughs> Sony's non-Spider-Man including Spider-Man universe. It is so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I think like Sony's trying real hard to get Marvel to just be like, "Hey, make these like canon." And they're probably like, they probably saw Venom and they're like, nah, bud. Well, it depends on what they, because the only other one we've got so far is Venom. Yeah. And Venom was actually a success, so Marvel might be inclined to be like, yeah, that could be canon, that's fine. That's fine. I, I would love uh, we'll see. a symbiote who uh, has a very passionate relationship with his human Eddie Brock. Uh, to be canon? To be canon, yes. Dude, hell yeah. It's better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Make it canon. That's a better relationship. <laughs> Oh, man. Anything else you want to talk about, Gusby? No. I can't think. I haven't played any new games. I did, but we could save that for next time if you want to save some time. I know you got to go to bed, you little bitch. Yeah, we should probably start talking about uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, sorry. The Lost World Jurassic Park. Hey, I have a complaint before we even watch the movie. Oh, yeah, the title. What the fuck? The title is dumb. Usually, when you get a sequel to a movie, especially now, title of last movie, colon, new title. Like, we just named a bunch of them. Doctor yeah. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder. That's how you title movies now. Now, I would still prefer the age-old tradition of just, it's called the title and then the number of the sequel. This should just be called Jurassic Park 2. And I'd be fine with that. Jurassic Park 2, colon, The Lost World. That would be fine. Fine. Instead, it's called The Lost World, colon, 
Jurassic Park. It should be the opposite. Jurassic Park colon The Lost World. It's not. It's not. Or even just The Lost World. But no. And then immediately... Alright, so we already... We already don't like the title, right? Yeah. And then um, maybe like what? Ten minutes mm-hmm. into this movie, we're like... I oh, it's bad the whole time. The plot is a literal lie compared to what the information we know from the first movie. Yeah, basically. So this movie sh- should not exist, nor do I want it to. You gotta... The first movie has them birthing the dinosaurs on site, right? And there's no evidence to the contrary. They're, they literally go look at eggs being born, and Hammond is all like, oh, I insist that I'm there when they're born, suggesting that this happens a lot. They have all the DNA on site. Yeah. Newman stole all of it. Yeah. I saw the first movie, Spielberg. I fucking remember. Okay? So then they tell us, no, tricked you. There's Second Island, and this Second Island is where they actually grew all the dinosaurs and then moved them to the other island. Great, uh, great, great sequel excuse, Spielberg. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. He's a hack. What's the opening scene, Jusby? It's a typical horror movie. Opening scene is you have a family, fucking uh, rich family, on a yacht. (laughs) They, they, but they, they come off on oh, an island. Martha, would you like some And then uh, their their butler's name is Jeffrey, spelled the uh, the Geoffrey way. And um, that's oh, thanks, you subtitles. Know, that's when you know it's a, it's a butler boy. And uh, the butler boy. Yeah, the, the the video game Jeffrey, spelled like Geoffrey, is uh, Hideo Kojima's butler. And, oh, Keely. Yep. Okay, Jeff gotcha. Keely is Hideo Kojima's butler, so it works out. Yeah. And, uh, <coughs> sorry, I had to cough. I'm sick still, if you hadn't noticed. Sorry, everybody. Hey, me too, dude. It's yeah. all right. I'm, I'm just getting over it now. You should, if you want to know how bad I was, go listen to the new episode of Fad Pod, which oh, will yeah. be out by the time this airs. And, oh my God, the I sound horrible. Was gone. It was bad. We sick gang over here. Ba 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 Sick gang dang. Sick gang. Sick gang dang, mm. sick gang dang, dang, we the sick gang. Oh, I forgot to talk about The Walking Dead. But you know what? Save it. We'll save it. That's going to be now a Now whole- we hyped it up a little bit. I need a visual aid, but that's okay. I can hold my anger off. That's. I feel like that's going to be a long one. I think it is, because I have a lot of explaining to do to you specifically, because you are not a fan of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, neither am I at this point. I'm not a fan of The Walking but, uh, Dead. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to, exp- I don't know, explain certain things the on- only the way that Genhart can. With a visual aid. On a podcast. Oh, okay. You know. Sorry. As God intended it. <laughs> and by that I mean incomprehensible. <laughs> I'm so glad we're avoiding talking about the Lost World Jurassic Park right now. You know, that's fair, but let's avoid talking about avoiding talking about it, and let's talk about All it. All right, so, fine. Little so, little girl... We have Yacht Family, uh, yes. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs jump on little girl. She like, ah. Those dinosaurs understand the concept of <clears throat> capitalism, and they're just trying to eat the rich. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And then movie starts. Now, very interesting transition here between the mom yes. screaming. Transitions into Jeff Goldblum yawning. Great. Str- Great. It, it's 
it's fucking funny. It's it's not a Spielbergy thing to do. No, but it's Spielberg really funny. Spielberg does a lot of weird shots in this movie. Actually, some weird close ups, some weird camera work. Not really what I expect from Spielberg. Honestly, it felt weirdly Sam Raimi ish at yeah. times. There were there was a shots like, oh, I would have seen that shot in like Army of Darkness. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't that crazy. There was certainly like by the number of Spielberg in certain areas. Oh, very much. For so. sure. Oh my god. But um th- that shot in particular I was very weirded out by. So we get a little bit of context on like what life has been like for Dr. Malcolm in the years since Jurassic Park. Realistic passage of time. It's been four years. From yes. 93 to 97 when this came out. He went public with the information, even though I guess he was told not to. Yeah, he did sign an NDA. Uh, that was discussed in the first I probably uh, didn't know that he was signing an NDA, if I had to guess. No, he, I'm pretty sure he knew and he just didn't care. Maybe. Well, probably like, you know, if you put yourself in the shoes of the people that went to Jurassic Park in the first movie, you would sign an NDA. Like, don't talk about the dinosaurs on our park. And they're probably like, yeah, okay, dinosaurs on your park. And they signed. That's probably what it was. That makes sense to me. But well, anyway. But what's going on with the other main characters? Can't afford them? Oh, wait, no, third one. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. that's another weird aspect to this, that it's only about Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Who obviously is the best character in the first one. And the character and actor that I would like to see the most again. But the other characters weren't slouches. They were fine. You could bring them back. I They're like interesting them. enough to continue developing them. I like them better as a lead role than Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Character. Jeff Goldblum is not a lead actor in this role. I don't think so. I don't think, yeah, it's just not suited. Like, this role's no. not suited for that. No, they kind of alter his character a bit through this development where he becomes a more serious character as a result. He still cracks a joke here and then, but he's not as... He's more, unhinged and weird as he was in the first movie. He's more cynical, which, if you think about it, sure, it makes sense. With what he went through, it kind of makes sense. Sure. Uh, he becomes less of a womanizing, rock starish man. And becomes more of a, well, I guess, dad. And I guess... Yeah. Actual, um, not husband, but I, I, it's just his girlfriend, right? Yeah. Julianne Moore's character? Yes. Anyway... So he goes public with Jurassic Park information, and nobody believes him. Everybody's like, ha-ha, that's stupid. And he becomes a laughingstock, and obviously no one is there to confirm the story because there's NDAs and shit like that. He's summoned to go talk to Hammond. Still alive, but bedridden. Uh, I think this was just because of the realities of uh, Richard Richard Attenborough's medical conditions at the time. Uh, He died not long after... uh, this, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe I'm wrong, but he was at least very old at the time. I'm trying to remember when Richard Attenborough died. Yeah, go look it up real quick. I'll, I'll keep explaining the plot. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about uh, him So they, they the start. Guy. So you start talking, go from trying to find out why he's been summoned. And uh, Oh no, he didn't die until 2014. I'm very wrong. Oh wow, yeah. So I wonder, uh, huh. I was under the assumption that he was uh, bedridden for a reason in this movie, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was just a weird casting decision, or like story decision, I mean. He's just an old man. He was still old. He yeah. died very old, I guess, because he was uh, 1923 to 2014. Holy shit. Damn, duh. So, anywho. What, 91? Yeah, jeez. Oof. All right. Talking to him, we get cameos from the kids from the first movie, a little yes. grown up. 
we get the suggestion that his company is being taken over by what is it his nephew this character yes I think it's his nephew it's either his nephew or his brother I forget which one it's not his brother he's too young uh, Hammond's nephew it is his nephew okay. this is Peter Ludlow this guy is taking over the business and uh, trying to do nefarious shit as we find out later Jeff talks to Hammond and Hammond's like hey Tells him about the second site. This is where we find out about it. This is where Josby goes. You're cheating. You're cheating. You're inventing an island. Yeah. You're inventing lore that didn't you exist. You fucking cheaters. Uh, I agree. I agree. It's very stupid. But whatever. Okay. So there's a second island. He's sending a team there to get photographic evidence so that they can sway public opinion on it, I guess. Because as we find out later, uh, Peter Ludlow wants to go capture dinosaurs and bring them to the public, like in San Diego, to open a park in San Diego, as opposed to an island. Which is crazy, as we see later. Yes. Sorry. I had a, I, I got an important text message I had to read real quick. I, okay. I, I very much apologize for that. Understandably, Jeff Goldblum's pissed. Yeah, he's like... You're sending people yeah. to the island with no fences this time. It's like, these people are going to die. Yeah. He even says the line uh, once he finds out that his girlfriend's there. Uh-huh. Which I guess they just, like, they, they really don't communicate. And they kind of lay that out during yeah. the movie. They, they yeah. just don't talk to each other often. <laughs> and then, uh, which is weird. And... I think it makes sense given the character that we had in the first movie. Yeah, sure. It doesn't make as much sense with the character he has now become for the second movie that he would, like, kind of neglect his significant other. Seems like she's kind of the same way, though, and maybe that's what Maybe, maybe. They're both over-preoccupied with their work. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that, I guess. But anyway, uh, then he, he makes he makes a line, uh, this, just, this is now a rescue mission. And then he gets ready to go out and get her and intends to leave. Yeah. But the, but the rest of the crew comes with him. We got Vince Vaughn. No. Oh. He's here. Oh. Aren't you excited that Vince Vaughn is in this picture? I was not excited to see Vince Vaughn. Me either. I thought I was hoping that he was going to get eaten by a dinosaur, but he, he didn't. He didn't. He lived. Yep. Damn it. He is a... Environmentalist man, photojournalist man. Uh, he literally says to Jeff Goldblum that he joined Greenpeace so that he could get chicks because it's 80% female. He was lying. Maybe. Or maybe he's scummy. What do you think? I think he's Vince Vaughn, so probably. Uh, yeah, I feel like they just kind of like, <laughs> he went there like with scummy intentions, right? Like, he went to Greenpeace, he was like, I'm gonna get some pussy. And, and then, then... he became a good person? Right. Sure, and okay. And then he came out an environmentalist. Yeah, I believe I just think he got a good person, I'm just saying he came out an environmentalist. Mm, he's still pretty dumb in this movie. He does <laughs> some action hero-esque things, like rescuing dinosaurs and... Which turns out to be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but he's basically sent there by Hammond as a backup plan to the potential of... This other team of people's led by his nephew showing up before they finish. They finish, which they're supposed to finish before they arrive. 
their job is just to document and take pictures. Um, Julianne Moore was someone... I mean, I don't even remember her. Her character's name is Sarah. Yes. I guess she, like, jumped at the opportunity to go to the island because she wants to research this stuff so badly and doesn't care. She's all like, I can handle this. I've worked with predators before. Cut to them running away from a T-Rex. Yeah, they, they anyway. very quickly can't handle it. Big surprise. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was right. Big surprise. Twice. Um, also, uh, there's another guy there. His name is Eddie Carr. He is a balding man. Yes. That's his character. Very good. <laughs> and also, uh, fucking Malcolm's daughter stows on board. Because they have to have a kid in the Jurassic Park movie. You gotta have a kid movie. in the Jurassic Park movie, but you can't have the kids from Jurassic Park in the Jurassic Park movie, even though they're in this movie. Because they are they would not go back. No, they not wouldn't. I wouldn't hang out with my grandpa if I was them, to yeah, be honest. I, seeing them at their grandpa's house, my first reaction was, uh, why are you there? Get away. Yeah. Run. They should just be like, we're going to live at Grant's house now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably have him. He's like, absolutely, kids, come along. Yeah, sure, we lived through being snotted on and almost eaten, so come on over. We're gonna gonna dig up dinosaur bones like the old days, hey. But anyway, that's our crew. They're there. Uh, Jeff finds his girlfriend, and he's trying to convince her to get away from them fucking dinosaurs before they fucking eat you and kill you. Uh, she almost gets fucking annihilated by a stegosaurus fucking tail. Like, jeez, dude. Look out. <laughs> but it's okay, because it was just a CGI stegosaurus tail. It wasn't gonna hurt her anyway. It looked horrible. Uh, yeah, that's something we need to talk about here. Jurassic Park is very significant for popularizing and innovating in CGI. This one, nobody talks about as much. That's because the cool thing about Jurassic Park is it combines its effects to make everything seamless and everything work. This one does that sometimes, but there's an over-reliance on CGI at certain times. Yeah, and it's pretty bad. The stuff at night looks way better than the stuff in the daytime. Just like in the first movie. Because that's just how CGI works. Yes. Um, the stuff late in the movie looks actually really good. But uh, these stegosauruses, oof. Those look pretty bad. All the dinosaurs in like this first part of the movie did not look very good. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it was like all CG. So, we find out, uh, you know, Jeff finds out that uh, his daughter's on is here and he's like fuck we gotta call the mainland and they don't have a whole lot of ways to contact the mainland but he's trying his best and then all of a sudden boom in swoops the helicopters lots of them the hunting expedition is here here's the boys the hunting boys led by of course good old Peter Ludlow Hammond's nephew who is a dumb British man yes uh (laughs) Very British. I'm so British. I can't be bothered with this dinosaur nonsense. This is kind of how he just sounds the whole movie to me. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm not sure. I I can't comment as to the amount of British that this man is, but he sounds like a man 
trying really hard to be British as opposed to otherwise. I'll tell you what. But it's hard to say. It's hard to say. From this point of the movie until, like, the last climax of the movie, Mm -hmm. I couldn't care less. I definitely agree with you. I could not Uh, fucking care less. You don't have a lot of what makes the first movie good in this one. Yeah. Uh, The first one, you have lots of likable characters, and the characters that are unlikable are so unlikable that they're very significant. You don't really have that here in either way. No. Uh, You don't have a solid main character. Instead, you have weird Malcolm. And I mean, by weird Malcolm, I mean not weird Malcolm. Right. (laughs) He's, He's more like a leading man than he was in the first movie, where he was decidedly a side character, and it doesn't work as well. Um, there's not enough of a defined personality for his girlfriend, for Vince Vaughn, for the other guy, for his daughter. Everything is just kind of, eh. Because... It's very bland and non-essential, and there's no character to anybody. Here's the problem, like, here's what I think is a a big double-edged sword that a lot of sequels face. Yes. Is that you are making a direct sequel to a movie, right? And so now you're under the impression that... You should be going hard and fast into the shit that people like about that movie. Like, in Jurassic Park, you want to go hard and fast into the dinosaur shit. You gotta just get go. to the action and right. gotta up the ante on it. Whoa. Right, you just gotta go and you gotta up it, right? But the problem is, what you lose along the way is the character development you got through the exposition in the original. And that's what this movie's missing. Yeah. I mean, like, I love because the dinosaurs and I love the scenes in the first one, but the characters that it's happening to matter to me. Because of everything you set up before that. And it makes it better. Right. Like, those kids getting attacked by the T-Rex care way more about that than all these other characters getting attacked by the T-Rex. Yeah. The only one I care about is Malcolm, and that's just basically based on stuff from the first movie and not this one. Right. So that's already a problem. So then we get these other characters. We get uh, Hunter Man. Uh, he's played by, God, I don't know how to say this man's name. I feel like I've done this before on this podcast because he was in Alien 3, and I recognized him from this movie okay. that we're watching now. Whoa, dude, that's crazy. His name is Pete Postlethwaite. Postlethwaite? Sure. PDP. There you here. go. All right, very good. Hunt, Craven the Hunter uh, is here to hunt a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex, and that's why he's fucking here. He wants to bring okay? that bitch down. He yeah. wants to show it the business. He wants to thrust his gun dick down its throat. <laughs> he wants to put his sack on top of the T-Rex's head. And then shoot it and with a gun. And assert dominance and T-pose. With that's what he wants to do. weird-ass double-barreled shotgun with probably some kind of weirdly enhanced rounds in it. Yeah. So they get sabotaged. You got him. You got his second in command, who is an idiot man, who is an asshole. Yeah. Uh, he's played by Peter Stormare, who uh, I recognized from the game Until Dawn, where he plays the Doctor. But I've also recognized him from a couple other things. He's in a lot of shit. Yeah, he's much older in Until Dawn, of course. Yes, of course. Well, this was ninety-seven. He did a very great job in Until Dawn. <sighs> you also got the paleontologist guy. Who we'll get to later. <laughs> One of the funny scenes in the movie, actually. Uh, Robert Burke is his name. Yeah, they're hunting. They're out and about, and they're capturing dinosaurs left and right uh, for the sole purpose of bringing them back to San Diego later. Yeah. 
Uh, now the hunter man, he has his own personal motive to just hunt a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And that's basically the entire reason he's here and the entire reason he's going to do anything. They, because that's his mission, they find a baby T-Rex. And he takes that shit, or he, like, sets it up so that what he does, they, yeah, they can watch it and come... Yeah, he, he breaks its leg and traps yeah, it yeah. so that the the father will come looking for it and mm-hmm, he can kill the father. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. Yep. So, our... Our main characters, the the good guy team, if you will, don't like that very much. And, uh, you know, Jeff don't like it because he don't want dinosaurs to go back to the mainland. The other guys don't like it, like uh, Vince Vaughn. Because he's environmentalist. Because he's environmentalist and he's working for Hammond. They decide to get in there and bust all the dinosaurs out. And they take the baby T-Rex as well. The baby T-Rex has a broken leg, so they're like, oh, we gotta help it. Gotta help baby T-Rex. Got fix his leg. Bad idea. They take it to the trailer, and uh, you got a crying baby T-Rex in your trailer, and the mom looking for it, and the dad. So two fucking T-Rexes descend on this fucking trailer, and uh, they give the baby back, but uh, mom and dad aren't happy about it. So they fucking headbutt the fucking trailer off the fucking abyss, and then it's hanging off the precipice, trying to drop into the ocean here. How long was this scene? This scene think? is like fucking 20 minutes long. This scene takes forever. They're dangling for their lives in this stupid-ass trailer for probably a good 20% of the movie, it felt like. What the fuck? It lasts so damn long. Um, some of it works. I really like the part where Julianne Moore is on the bottom and the glass is cracking. That's scary. Yeah. But not all of it works. Bald man trying to pull them up and slipping in the mud and can't really get anything done. Vince, they, they crack a joke about wanting a triple cheeseburger. Fuck off. You wouldn't do that in this situation. And this isn't enough of a fucking derpy comedy movie for that to work. It did not land at it all. It did not. It, I've never, in, in a major movie like this especially a Spielberg movie I don't think I've ever seen a joke miss that hard oh it it's it it fucking it falls to the floor about as about as hard as the train did yeah the the bus did I mean the bus oh yeah when it it descends into the abyss of the ocean yeah Yeah. I got you same same concept that's what happened to that joke so yeah eventually through a grueling incredibly long scene Mm -hmm. they get up they get up from the trailer, and Bald Man gets eaten by a T-Rex. I feel bad for Bald Man. Just trying to help. He was trying to help to the best of his ability, and he got fucking... He got it worse than anyone because of it. He got eaten by two T-Rexes at the same time who tore him in half. Fucking crazy. That sucks, dude. Surprised that... Isn't this movie PG? This movie PG-13. Oh, okay. I don't know what Jurassic Park 1 is. I think it's probably PG. It could be PG-13. There's less blood in the first one. <sighs> yeah, there's some though. There's a you lot. got the severed there's Samuel a... Jackson hand. Yeah, there's a, a lot more things. blood in this one. There wasn't blood in that scene though. Even though that man was getting torn in half. Oh no, there, there was a blood. lot of blood. There wasn't a lot. Yeah, but there was blood. Was there? Uh huh. I didn't see any. You see, it sp- kind of like spit out of the body as it was getting ripped in half. Dope. Anyway, he's dead as shit. No shit. Uh, so they finally are able to climb their way up, and uh, they get pulled up by none other than the hunter people. And now they're all one big group, but they're not happy about it. 
And uh, they're all fucked because their equipment got fucked by the dinosaurs getting let out. And then the uh, good guy's equipment got fucked up by the T-Rex knocking the fucking trailer into the ocean. It's almost like... Uh-oh, they gotta work together now. Whoa. It's almost like you shouldn't fuck with dinosaurs in either a positive or negative way. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so now they're uh, they're on the way to somewhere to call for help from something, I think. Yeah. Whatever their mission is at this point. They're all stranded for the moment. Dickhead second-in-command man goes off the beaten path to take a piss. And he talks to his friend. He's like, hey, get, 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 you know... Keep watch for me, all right? I'll be right back. That dude don't hear him. He's listening to uh, music on headphones. That's how uh, intelligent these hunter boys are. They're about uh, they're about that smart. You're in a fucking hell pit with dinosaurs, and you're just listening to fucking your music on your headphones, there. Yeah, not smart. No, you're not in fucking Central Park, buddy. Leaving then, that'd be dangerous. Ha <laughs> ha. So this dickhead goes out and he's like, uh-oh. It was previously established that he was like, he saw like one of them little dinosaurs and he shocked the shit out of it. He's like, ha, now it'll fear man. Fuck off. Uh, he gets eaten by like a hundred of those. It's dope. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Good comeuppance. <laughs> yeah. Pretty solid. Uh, now they're like, uh, that guy gets lost and now they're walking T-Rex at night. Upsets their camp by, uh, because the T Rex is hunting them still. Because fuck all these people. I'm going to eat all of them. Yeah. Fucking with my kid. Fuck that. <sighs> Obviously, Hunter Man tries to hunt the T Rex. That's his main prerogative here. Yep. So the T Rex uh, shows up, gets out his gun, gets yep, out his fancy double barrel sure. shotgun, and it got sabotaged by Vince Vaughn. Uh oh. Thanks, Vince. And he's like, damn it. The T-Rex poking its head in the tent is very hilarious. It's not a scary scene. It's quite honestly comical. I thought it was funny. Yeah, same. And I don't think that's what it's aiming for, but I thought it was funny. This this movie misses the mark on quite a few things. It does, it does. Um, Really does. And so then they start running away, and it's previously established that one of the things they got to worry about are velociraptors. So they're running through long grass and getting fucking murked by velociraptors now. It's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. It's like it's like the it's like the uh, cornfield scene in horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Children of the corn, except they're velociraptors. Ah. Velociraptors of the corn. Can they can they put a stick of velociraptor into a into a big uh, plow machine? Sure. Watch it get ground up. I think by the time the we get to Jurassic World three, we should have a velociraptor driving. A combine harvester and running over humans and turning them into mulch. Yes. I think that's where we're progressing with this franchise, and I think we need to get there as quick as possible. Because uh, so I haven't seen Jurassic World. Let's get to the schlock, but man. I, but I hope in one of them a Velociraptor just drives a car. Uh, I can't wait. They got to drive the motorcycles. We need the reverse of that shot, like Chris Pratt on the motorcycle with all the Velociraptors following him. We need Velociraptors on motorcycles. And Chris Pratt running beside him. Yeah, Chris Pratt's just running on all fours <laughs> beside them. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be dope. Can't wait for that. Uh, so anyway, we get uh, the dumbest scene in the movie. I want to talk about a narrative device that you can use. Hey, screenwriters, you can do this if you want. If you, want, if you have a character that you want to be good at a successful skill... Perhaps to get your characters out of a sticky jam. 
in your film, <laughs> it pays off to establish that skill early on. A good example of this is we watched Terminator 2, right? In Terminator 2, John Connor is a fucking, ooh, he's a little hacker boy, okay? Hacker man. So he uses his skill for personal gain early in the movie and gets free money from an ATM. He just hacks into the ATM and, ooh, bunch of money pops out. This establishes for the audience that John Connor knows how to hack, Later in the movie, he hacks to get into where all our characters need to get into. They think they are impeded. But then John is like, nah, fam, I got this. I can hack. And we, the audience, believe it because we've seen him do it earlier. I bring that up because Jurassic Park, actually, for the most part does this. But then with Hacker Girl, they didn't really establish it very well. All of a sudden, she just shows up and she's like, I'm hacking. I know the system. I solved the Newman riddle. <laughs> what she what she does is uh, in a throwaway line mm-hmm. in like the halfway point of the movie. She's like, "I'm a hacker." Yes. Now we be- we it's even worse here. Yeah. This is one of the worst cases of not doing that that I've ever seen in a movie. There's a throwaway line where Jeff Goldblum's daughter says she got cut from the gymnastics team. Okay. Now all of a sudden. We're in this scene, and she starts swinging on these bars in this warehouse like a super-duper gymnastics expert at the fucking Olympics and crashes her fucking legs into a velociraptor. The velociraptor fucking crashes through the wall and lands on some spikes and dies. She's becomes like a superhero in this moment. And if we saw a scene where she was at gymnastics and doing all kinds of fucking crazy Olympics-level shit early on in the movie, and not getting, this would pay off and make sense. When they said she got cut from the but gymnastics no. team, you would assume that she... I would assume that meant she sucks. Right. Now, they try to make a joke out of that, where like Jeff Goldblum's like, wow, you got cut from the gymnastics team? But Fuck I'm you, kidding. it's not earned. Please establish that your characters can do things yes. before they do thing. Do you know what I mean? Before they do it in an important context. Absolutely. Show it in an unimportant context. Yeah. Actually it show it. It seems like a very basic facet of writing to me. Yeah, like just don't just I'm talk about it. I'm not an expert, it. but it seems pretty basic. Don't just talk about it in some dumb throwaway line. It's not a good payoff. Frustrating as shit. Dumbest yeah. thing in the movie. I also really, I laugh every time. It was the worst thing in the first movie, and it's the worst thing in this one. It's true, but the first movie, at least, like that's like 1% out of 99. Right. Good percent. <laughs> yeah. That is bad. This is like, it's just the fucking cherry on the shit sandwich. That What the fuck? Why would there be a cherry on it? On I'm about shit to say Sunday? shit Sunday. Yeah. I'm getting my shit confused. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> Anywho... Uh, I laugh every time. She fucking kicks the Velociraptor in the fucking face after saying, Hey, you, to the Velociraptor, and the Velociraptor fucking looks at her. Of course it does. Fuck off that stupid... Of course it looks at her. It's attracted to noise and shit. It's like it answers her, though. It's like played for laughs. It is. I hate it. I don't laugh because it's funny. I laugh because it's one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. At least in a big blockbuster movie. Horribly out I of place. I expect better from Spielberg. Come on, man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, he. You know, as many great movies as he has, he does have a lot of snickers, and this is one of them. 
Uh-huh. But he'll tell you himself. Uh, Spielberg himself had this to say about the movie. Oh, boy. Let me get to this shit. Oh. oh I was at it, but my fucking phone decided to not go to it. Oh, boy. <sighs> so. We're getting to I'm it. Sure, Hang on one second. I'm sure he said he, looking back on it, bad decisions made. <sighs> I'm sure. Man, there were a lot of mistakes made. I beat myself up, growing more and more impatient with myself. It made me wistful about doing a talking picture. Because sometimes I got the feeling I was just making this big, silent roar movie. I found myself saying, is that all there is? It's not enough for me. And then in a later interview, he said, my sequels aren't as good as my originals. Because I go on to every sequel I've made and I'm too confident. This movie made a gazillion dollars, which justifies the sequel, so I come in like it's going to be a slam dunk, and I wind up making an inferior movie to the one before. I'm talking about The Lost World in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah! So he knows, but that doesn't excuse it, because they've kept making other ones, and they're also bad. Now, I haven't seen Jurassic World, and Jurassic World has its defenders. We'll get to that later, but... In all honesty, I might think Jurassic Park 3 is a better movie than this when we get to it. We'll see. Find out. So the rest of this movie is fairly straightforward. And uh, actually, it's the best part of the movie, I would say. They escape. They radio for help. They They escape. Helicopters. But the bad guys are airlifting the Tyrannosaurus Rex to San Diego. That's right, baby. And obviously, things go badly. T-Rex get out. T-Rex go on rampage like it's fucking Godzilla on holiday. And we're off to the races. It's fucking killing people. It's knocking over cars. This is the best part of the movie. This is one of the only parts of the movie that holds up and actually felt like a good idea to me. A good progression and a surprising one from what you had in Jurassic Park 1. I wish more of the movie was this, to be honest. It's like the halfway point. <clears throat> yeah, sure. They had the twist. And maybe other dinosaurs, too. I'd like to see velociraptors sneaking through people's yards and shit, going into people's houses. Yeah, would be, be dope. Sick. Yeah. Make it real horror. Actual, just tons of people dying. Fuck it. Let's go. But we get some good stuff. The, uh, the T-Rex eats a dog. Sad. Sad that dog got ate. Might have been that whole house of people, too. Yeah, he, yeah, he might have killed that whole house of people. He at least killed one guy with really bad 80-yard screams. Oh, my God, it was That really dude bad. was just, like, literally going, like, <laughs> It was really bad. And most, just general chaos is caused. And then, uh, for some reason, the rest of our cast, besides Jeff Goldblum and Julianne Moore, have exited the film. We never see them again. They're just gone. There was other good guy characters left. They're gone. And they're trying to go get the baby T-Rex from the facility. They drive in Jeff Goldblum's sports car to go get the T-Rex baby to lure the big T-Rex back to the docks. And uh, they manage to get him into the boat and tranquilized and shipped back to Isla Sorda. Very convenient. I think realistically you just shoot the shit out of that thing and kill it. Realistically, the military shows up Realistically, fast. the cops would just shoot at it and it would die. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
the realistically, the National Guard gets called. The Air Force shows up and bombs it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Bombs it. It's probably what would realistically happen. But <coughs> it's, it's a movie. It's whatever. I get that it's not the T-Rex's fault that it's in fucking San Diego. But, you know, you could have, like, some King Kong parallels. You could have the military gun it down, and then it's like a tragedy. Oh, also... Sure. Um, I don't know. The uh, baby T-Rex gets its revenge on... Uh, that's a dope Our main scene. antagonist. It gets to eat the main antagonist of the movie, uh, Hammond's nephew, man. Yes. Um, that's a good scene. I like that the T-Rex lets the baby eat him. It's cute. Adorable. Good yeah. parenting, 101. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, that's about it for the movie. It's, uh, you know, I mean, we shit on it pretty hard. And, I, and it is bad. But it's bad in comparison to Jurassic Park. Which is probably one of the best, if not the best, movie we've watched on Gen and Jub. It has some stiff competition, mind you. But at least for me, I love that movie a lot. That's in my top ten movies. So it might beat out Rocky. It might beat out Alien. It might beat out Halloween. I don't know. Those are all really fucking good. I think everything we watched, The Matrix is technically my favorite. And then it goes Alien. Then probably Jurassic Park. Okay. Then Rocky. Dope. Yeah, because, I mean, I just love that movie so much. So it's it's maybe more just disappointing than anything else. To watch it right after, like a week later than this than the first one. Yeah. Oh my, what a stark contrast. It is. It's like a completely different movie. It's a B movie and a half, whereas the first one has elements of that, but is able to weave in better storytelling, better characters... And key moments that actually deal with the science of it and the morals of it that this movie lacks completely and doesn't have anything interesting to it's show just, you in terms of that. It's just Jeff Goldblum complaining about the morals of it and nobody else complaining about the morals of it. Which shouldn't be how that works, I think. Where the first one has this side, it has this plot in it where the main characters are, are enchanted by it at first and then slowly is against the ethics of it. In existing at all, and then mm-hmm. by the time the by the time you're getting to the climax of the movie, all the main characters are like, "You can't do this. You need to stop. This all needs to go away." Yeah, and then it just it just doesn't feel you don't get that kind of strong transition in this movie with the characters that are first coming there. It's really disappointing that with the same creative team, same writer, same director, same Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they should have brought back everybody else, too. But, like, it's it's just a shame with the same creative cast, you just make a shit movie the next time. It, it's it's not the first time it's happened, but, you know... I mean, this is adapted... A shame. This is adapted from the book, right? Yeah, which is apparently nothing like this, though. Oh. Uh, Michael Crichton's The Lost World is the sequel to his book, Jurassic Park. And I get the sense that he only made it out of some level of pressure or greed to make a sequel to Jurassic Park because he got to make a lot of money because they made a sequel to the movie Jurassic Park. But apparently it it has very little to do with uh, the actual book. Other than the Ah. fact that I guess Malcolm is the main character in it and things like that. So maybe there are certain things, but I, I guess both projects were made fairly independently, so there's not a whole lot of crossover 
between okay. concepts there. Uh, I think the only things that Spielberg took were some action sequences. Like, the trailer hanging off the edge is from the book. Okay. So he wanted that in there. but like, And, and then a couple things from the first book made their way in it. Like, uh, I guess Hammond gets eaten by the little tiny dinosaurs in the original Jurassic Park book. Oh. So they brought that back to kill another character. Uh, things like that. But nothing, uh, nothing major. Has completely different characters in it, too. I guess it would have to, because Hammond is dead. Stuff yeah. like that is uh, pretty significant. Absolutely. All right. But, uh, so, done with that shit. Ugh. Next week, Ugh. maybe a better movie, maybe a worse movie. I don't know. Now, I'm know. saying this based on my own prior previous knowledge. I think Jurassic Park 3 is better than Jurassic Park 2. Is it a good movie? Fuck no. No. But it is better than Jurassic Park 2, and here's why. Jurassic Park 2 aspires to be a sequel to Jurassic Park, and it and, and as a result, you think it's going to have everything that Jurassic Park has in it. Memorable characters, great discussion of the morals of playing God and all that shit that was in the first one. None of that's fucking there. Jurassic Park 3 aspires to be a fucking B-movie about fucking dinosaurs trying to eat you. And that's fucking it. As far as that goes, I think 3 <laughs> is a better movie. Because it aspires to be lesser on purpose. Now, I could completely think differently next week when we actually get to it. It has been like 10 years since I've seen Jurassic Park 3. But I think for what it is, it tries to just be a monster movie and has a lot of fun little sequences in it because of it. It's not anything crazy. It's not trying to be. It's just trying to be like a monster movie on an island with dinosaurs. And I'm okay with that. You know, not every movie has to be fucking important or anything like that. No. As a popcorn flick version of Jurassic Park, maybe it's a little fun. I don't think it's good. (laughs) It doesn't succeed on all fronts. I'm not sure we're going to watch another good movie in this. (laughs) Well, we'll see. I don't know enough about world. It tends to be a trend in movie franchises that go on for quite a long time that you, you don't quite live up. Sometimes extremely don't live up. Yeah. To your first movie. Well, we've had some interesting things on the Gun and Jub show. Like I'll uh, keep referencing Rocky over and over again. It's the only one that, like, I feel like was hella consistent the whole way through. I I'm just saying ones that ever come close. Like Halloween came close. Halloween two's good. Halloween three is good, even though it's not technically a sequel. Yeah, but we also liked H two O, and we also liked the new Halloween. H two O was a reboot of Halloween two. <laughs> Halloween was a reboot of Halloween two. Yeah. Dumb. Sometimes you gotta do that. I don't know. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith for Terminator fucking 6. Dark fate. But hey, 2 was better than 1. Things can happen. <sighs> yeah, sure. I'm certainly not confident that Jurassic World is going to be great. I've never seen it, and I've never really had a whole lot of interest in seeing it, because after 2 and 3, I was pretty done with Jurassic Park. But, fuck it. Dino DNA. I'm going to bed. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jesby, don't go. Oh, God.